Hey, what up? And welcome to the Water With Lemon podcast. This is Emma Cook, your host, and I am a fellow 20-something creating this podcast for you, my 20-something friends, or 20-somethings at heart. My hope and prayer is that you walk away from each episode feeling encouraged, challenged, and refreshed in your walk with the Lord. I invite some legit older, wiser women on to help us along this journey and remind us that we will indeed survive. I am pumped that you're here. Hey ladies, welcome back to the podcast and thanks for joining in on this week's episode. This week I got to sit down with my friend Susie Davis. We chat about mentorship and what that looks like. I love Susie's heart behind when why mentorship is so important and she gives such wonderful tips on what it's supposed to look like for women that are mentoring and also women that are being mentored. This is such a huge topic because we are called to have community with other believers and especially with other older, wiser women. Susie came out with her new book, Dear Daughters, which talks about the dear daughters who are looking for spiritual guidance and spiritual mamas who have some wisdom to speak about, which is basically why I started this podcast. And Susie is kind of like on the other spectrum. She has a podcast called Dear Daughters. Uh, that kind of speaks to us uh, younger women. So it was really cool to have a conversation with Susie. I hope you loved it. Hope you will love it as much as I did. Hey, Susie, welcome to the Water with Lemon podcast. I'm so excited to have you on today. Oh, my gracious. I am so glad to be here. I mean, Susie, you're literally the definition of the perfect guest for my podcast because (laughs) my, you know, I started this with like the hope that, you know, my audience would be for 20 somethings and that I would have ladies on who are older and wiser to be able to just like be our mom, speak into our our lives and be like, Hey, it's okay. Like, let me help you in this journey. And that's like literally what you're all about. So (laughs) you are the perfect guest for this podcast. Oh my gosh. You're so sweet. Well, it's my joy. I'm really grateful that God let me be a mom, and then that he's allowed me to um, be in the lives of other young women too, who aren't my own daughters. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You have multiple daughters, right? Just tell us like about yourself and and your life right now. Right, um, married thirty four years to Will Davis Jr. He was my high school sweetheart. We both commit our mm-hmm. lives to ministry. Young, um, been founding um, churches ever since our church in Austin, Austin Christian. Austin Christian Fellowship, we started 25 years ago. So we've been doing this for a little while. We have three kids. Um, Will is in Denver. He's married to Amy. And I just got through FaceTiming with our grandson, Caleb, who's nine months. He just started crawling. So it's I'm just joy overload. Um, And then we have a daughter, Emily, and son-in-law, Kenton. And they are in Dripping Springs. Um, Oh, yeah. He's a... um, a student pastor there, and she's a photographer, a wedding photographer. And then um, Sarah, our youngest, is married to David Regan. They live in Katy, and he's with Young Life. So, okay, yeah, Look at all you the and your nose. yeah, all my people. I love them so much. That is so cool. And right now, so you're, you know, you've been an empty nester for a while, right? And so, what is life like for you now that your kids are all grown and and married and have their well, own lives? Right. It's it's really fun. I, I have to be honest, though, when Sarah got married, she was the last one to get married. Um, it was hard. And there, mm-hmm. you know, I had prayed for them to meet their people 
And then they, you know, since the time they were, before they were born, I prayed for my kids to meet their special person that loved God and loved them. And then they all did and they all got married. And I was so ecstatic, but mm-hmm. I also had some grief over saying goodbye to a really special time in my life right. of, of caring for them as a mother. So um, it's been, a. It, it, I kind of tumbled into it. Um, to this empty nesting thing. Now we love it. Will and I have pool time every day. We hang out and watch parenthood over and over again. I mean, there's uh, some, there's some benefits, <laughs> but, um, but it, it was quite a transition for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet. I mean, that's, you know, what you focused on for years and years is now like, oh, okay. What I've prayed for you've answered. So now what? Like, (laughs) what's the next step? But I bet it's also such a fun season to see them married and having kids. Oh, yes. And then also like, I mean, uh, and Kenton lived here or they're here right now, actually. They're living with us. They lived for a month with us. Hello. While they were waiting for their (laughs) place in Dripping Springs to open up. So it's like getting to like be around them and them coming back and hanging out. And it's just been all joy. I I would love to ask you, uh, go down memory lane and talk about your twenties for a second. And oh just- wow! <laughs> really? Okay, yeah. okay. I'm I'm going. I'm going back. I'm going yeah, back. Yeah, recall that memory. But just like, what was good? Like, what was hard? Like, do you remember just like what you struggled with in your twenties? Yeah. Well, you know what I call. Um, the twenties, the decade of big decisions, because these are the years that decade is when you decide where you're going to go to college if, or if you do go to college or when you get your first real job. And when you move out from under your parents' house, it's sometimes the decade when you meet your person and you get married and then you decide where you're going to live and you maybe buy your first house or you maybe even have a baby. So there's like all these huge things happening in your 20s that really impact your life for the rest of your life. So rewinding for me, um, I got married when I was 21 and I was a baby and I just couldn't wait to get married. We, you know, like I said, we were high school sweethearts. And then we were married a year and a half and Will was born. Mm. So I was a mom right away. And then literally every three years we had a child. So um, in addition to that, we were in a church. I was pastor's wife, figuring out what that looked like. Then we started a church. God was healing me from some really serious strongholds that I had um, from my teen years Mm. in my 20s. God did probably the, the most significant work to date in my twenties. I witnessed a murder when I was 14 in my classroom Mm -hmm. at school. And because of that, I had a ton of fear issues. And when I hit my twenties, I think there was a lot of transition going on, but there was also a lot of transformation going on and it was difficult, Mm -hmm. but it was really good. So I am grateful. And if I look back at who I was then, if I look back at that girl, I there's a couple things I would say to her. I'd, I'd be like, hey, girl, you're tough. Mm. You don't realize it, but you really are. And this really is a lot, the things that you're going through. It's like a lot of change, a lot of transition, mm-hmm. and you're learning a lot about yourself and the world and about God. 
but I would, I would tell her you're tough and I would tell her that you're tender and you, you love your kids and your, and your husband and you're doing the best job you can. And of course you're failing sometimes, but you also love God and he's going to see you through and he's going to be with you in these changes. Those are the things that I would say to myself. And that's kind of a snapshot of what was going on in my twenties. Yeah, I can totally agree with you in the fact that it is so transformative, so many transitions. I mean, yeah, like you said, you think about all the decisions that you have to make in your 20s and like, we don't know what we're doing. (laughs) No one, hey, P.S., no one really does. You know, I'm 55 and I still am stumbling through. (laughs) But a lot of us maybe pretend that we do know what we're doing (laughs) or try to put on that front. (laughs) I think that especially um, with the the millennials, I think that that they feel like they're supposed to know what they're doing, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And there seems to be a lot of pressure for them to figure it out. By the time they graduate from college, you're supposed to be like, know what you're supposed to do for the rest of your life. And gracious, my life vocationally was one thing after another. I mean, I probably did 10 or 12 things in the last 20 something years. Mm -hmm. So if I, if I valued or judged myself on what I did vocationally, I I would think that I was just schizoid and all over the map. But when I see how God used every single job I had and every single experience to bring me where I am now, I realized that it was actually a beautiful transformation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can look back and, you know, be like, oh man, okay. I see like what he was doing there, but like in the middle of it, often we're like, what is going on, Lord? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. (laughs) It can be overwhelming. Yes. Oh man. But I totally agree with you in the fact that it is just so transitional. Maybe we could talk a little bit about that because it is just, it is just so hard to you know, go from college to having a job to being married to having kids. Or, you know, if you don't jump into that married and kids in your 20s, um, or maybe not till your later 20s, then it's like, maybe multiple jobs, maybe just like different life changes. And so, like, what encouragement do you have for us just in particular about transitions and like, how to cling to the Lord and like his promises through all of that? Yeah. Well, the thing about transitions is that um, there are seasons, you know, there are different seasons in a woman's life. And anytime you're in a transition season, you can know that something's dying while something's giving, being born. Mm -hmm. And so it's just that exactly what I was talking about with the empty nest phase. It was like all this joy, but there was also a death involved too. And I think that's what it's a good thing to know that if you're in in a transition season, for example, I remember what it feels like or what it felt like to leave my parents home when I was a senior in college and go to college my freshman year. Mm -hmm. I remember being so excited about being ready to go, but also realizing that something was changing and it was pretty drastic. Um, I was no longer, because the minute you go away to college, the first visit home, you realize home doesn't feel the same that it used to feel. And so so something's died. Um, And every time we have a transition like that, it's the same thing. It's like, it's like a sun shower, you know, it's raining, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but there's, there's sun somewhere too. And so it's this, 
kind of this mix of, you know, death and life in the same, in the same space. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can be hard, especially if you don't, if you don't see it or in, and what I really urge women of all ages to do is have someone to walk through that with you, mm-hmm. not just your girlfriends, but somebody maybe a little older, who's hopefully made some mistakes, captured some wisdom along the way, or done some things right and lived out wisdom mm-hmm. to help you realize that, you know, Hey, this is very normal and, and it is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's important to have like somebody like that who can kind of help direct you to scripture, right? Help direct you to truth because a lot of times it's easy, easy to either one, like isolate yourself and just not talk about it and not talk about how you feel like there has been some sort of like death, you know, to, to something that you, um, loved and, and hung on to, or, um, you just like, you know, talk about it with everyone, but aren't able to redirect yourself to truth. Um, and usually that everybody else is just girls that are in that same exact season of life. And so they're not going to be able to give you a ton of wisdom in it because they're in it too. And they're struggling as well. And it's important to have those girls around you for sure. But having somebody that is a little bit older that has walked through that. So important. And I think about even my, you know, like college years, especially like one of my safest places was with, um, somebody who is not even that much older than me, but she was, she was out of that phase. She was out of college and a few years beyond and could kind of just help me along that path, you know, and she was a really safe place cause she was out of my friend group and, um, and was able to just point me, uh, to what is true. And so I know that's a big topic, um, for you and, um, just, just having mentorship, right? So like, what's, what's your encouragement for girls to find mentors? Oh my goodness. Okay. This is great. Um, yeah. And <laughs> here's the deal with, with your age group. I feel like too, or women in their thirties. Wait, how old are you, Emma? I'm, t- I'm a, I'm 24, almost 25. Okay. I like to say of course, I'm almost 25. Of course, you're almost 25. <laughs> I'm coming to the mid. <laughs> I'm 24 and a half. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like 24 it. 24 and three quarters actually. Okay. I love that. Um, yeah, I think that, um, women in their twenties and thirties are like, I love them because they're like, I've had so many of you guys go, Hey, will you mentor me? You know, just like um, brave, audacious. They'll just get out there. If they want something, they'll typically like go for it. And and then I find women. um, But what I hear is that women that are older don't feel qualified. And so I'm going to give you all some tips to find a mentor without intimidating your mentor. Because right. the best mentor is one that's humble and doesn't even realize that they have a, like, they don't think of themselves as some big teacher or right. something. You know true, true, yeah. But uh, one of the best ways I think to find a mentor is look in your, in your immediate world. I mean, it does work online. I have a, a couple girls that I mentor that we met online through social media or one of them was through a job that I hired her to do. And then we struck up a friendship and then they said, will you mentor me? So it does work like that, but it's better when you have someone that can sit and see your face. Yeah. Um, 
So, but I think one of the best ways to, to find a mentor is look around your world and, and look for someone that you admire and then just ask them to coffee. Like, don't, mm-hmm. don't, don't say, will you be my don't mentor? Don't throw out that term. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <It's laughs> that might like, scare him away. That <laughs> might scare him away. Um, but just ask them to coffee and then just um, ask them questions about their life. And if they're, um, a, if they're, if, it, if she's a good woman, she's going to ask you questions about your life and she's going to be concerned and interested in you. And then if that doesn't work, ask someone else. Or if it does work, ask them again, give it a month ask them again. And then slowly you, you can develop a friendship with someone and they can, um, and then you can, you know, start talking about deeper things in your life. But one of the things that's been real helpful to me is that, um, I'm reading, I read a lot about mentoring and, um, there's a book I've, I've read that's by a guy named Bob Beal. And he says that there's, um, and this is good for women to know, there's really three different types of leaders in your life. There's, when you look at scripture, there's the evangelist and the evangelist is interested in you knowing God and they have an agenda and it, the agenda is it's their agenda for you to know God. And it's a good agenda, but it's their agenda. And then they, you have the discipler and the discipler wants you to know the word of God. Mm. And um, that's good too, but they have an agenda. They want to teach you a certain something. And then you have a mentor and the mentor is really about your agenda. And she says to you, how can I help you with your life? Tell me about your life. So it's kind of good to know that because you probably have people in your world that you can recognize that you admire that you might not even know personally that are that they're disciples or they're evangelists. But what I want to encourage you to do is find a mentor. And that's a little different. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I've never thought about it that way. Yeah, I think I instinctively knew it. And then when I found Bob's book, it just gave words to like what I had recognized the process to be with people and in my relationships with people too. And that doesn't mean that mentors can't point you to the word of God and can't, you know, study that with you, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, like that should be part of it, right? Right. But it's, it's not what I meant by that. Yeah. And then a mentor can have can also be a disciple or an evangelist, mm-hmm. but the mentor um, relationship doesn't necessarily need to be focused on going through a Bible study together. Right. It, can. it can just be sitting down talking about life and what you're going through right now. Exactly. And, yeah. and hopefully if she's a woman of wisdom, the wisdom will well up in her and she'll be able to spill out on you. Um, oh, that's cool. And that, that's really what you want is you want someone that, is asking curious questions about your life that, you know, or you can, you can bring up topics and subjects with my mentor. I have a spiritual director and and every month I meet with her and every month I have, you know, between two and four things I want to talk to her about. (laughs) And they, that the conversation twists and turns and we talk about scripture, of course, but we're not sitting down and going through a Bible study together. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think a lot of times people, think that a mentor relationship, and it's one of the reasons older women feel intimidated. They think of it as some kind of Bible study. And what happens is those older women, maybe they don't think of themselves as Bible teachers. But like I said, a woman of wisdom spills out and she has all that stuff packed down. She has the verses and that she's loved in her life. She has her experiences and she has a genuine concern and love for you. And so all that comes spilling out in the conversation with you. 
Mm, I love that. And that's kind of where Dear Daughters came from, right? It was kind of just like that hope um, for you to be able to kind of like spill out uh, on those younger than you to be able to be like, hey, it's okay. Like, you got this. You're tough, right? So tell us like a little bit about that journey. Well, it did. I mean, honestly, mentoring for me started in the kitchen. I would be you know, the, my, my children would bring their friends over their high school friends over, and I would be making peanut butter sandwiches and hamburgers and slide them across the counter. <laughs> and, um, they knew when they came to my house, if they came to my kitchen, I was going to ask them how they were doing. And I was going to ask them, you know, deep questions and, you know, ask them about where God was in their life. It was just kind of a given. And, um, what I realized is when my, especially when my daughter's friends would come is that I had a heart for, those girls. And I thought of them as my daughters and they started calling me mama Sue's. And so then when my girls went (laughs) off to school and I had this little cluster of girls that I thought of as my own, even though they weren't my own, that I called my daughters, I just started writing little online letters. Um, it may mainly through Instagram, but I would just share them. And there was just such a response. And, um, around that time, I think I, or soon thereafter, I started the podcast and then um, it's now rolled into a book. So it's just been going on, but it was something super organic for me. It started out of just mother love. And that's why I call mentors spiritual mamas, because I think it can be that simple. It's it's the idea that, you know, I care for those girls as if they were my own daughters. And I think mm-hmm. of them like that. I'm the grown up. I'm the mother. And my end goal for them is to love God all their life with all their energy. So how can I help them do that in real life with their very real problems in their real situations? I th- I think back to like high school years, even in, you know, moms that, that loved on me. And yes, you know, I learned, I just learned so much by even just watching, um, you know, one in particular, just like watching her family and and how she loved her boys and um, her interactions with her husband. And, you know, it was nothing formal. It wasn't like, Hey, let's come over so we can talk about your life. You know, it was, (laughs) I just loved being there. And, and I, you know, we joke that they're my second family, you know, just because I love being around and learning from them. Um, And so it's such a cool thing. And I'm sure those girls that were in your house feel the same way. Well, I hope so. It, it's definitely a joy, and and I think of it as a you know responsibility too. I want I want to be that kind of woman to younger women. I want to be a blessing. I want to be an encouragement. I want to be an inspiration. I want to be real and talk about real things. Um, but yeah, and I'm sure you're going to end up being that kind of person too, Emma, because you've experienced it and you know the benefit of what it looks like you know to have a second family to have a spiritual mama or whatever right and and that's just a generational thing right so um because somebody did that for me like I want to be able to do that in the future and like look what that snowballs into you know so that hopefully hopefully I am that one day and that girls who come into my home uh will be able to do that again. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, it's, it's, it starts with someone for sure. Um, and so it's so cool. And so that's what prompted you to write Dear Daughters, the book, right? right? Mm-hmm. 
Very yeah. cool. And it came out yeah. in April. It did. So cool. I'm so excited for you and for just others to be able to kind of have a written copy of of what um, you've been about for years, right? It's very fun. And I, I do think, you know, a podcast is really different than a book. I feel like, a you know, a, they're, they're all different forms of communication and people respond differently to different ones. Um, but some of the responses I've gotten from women uh, about the book have, have been exactly what I've wanted. One reader said she, uh, she was reading the book <laughs> and then that night she had a dream and I was in her dream and I hugged her and I, and she was like, she was telling me about it. She DM'd me on, on Instagram. She goes, is that weird? And I was like, no, that's like <laughs> the most beautiful, the biggest compliment ever. Like I love <laughs> that my words somehow felt like a hug. Cause that's, that's what a mother should give. Oh, so true. I love that. I'm excited for others to just be able to, um, to be able to read about it. I've loved your podcast for forever. So, um, and have loved that idea. So good luck with that. We're cheering you on. Thank you. Thanks, Emma. Okay. Last, uh, thing I want to do with you. I have three questions that I ask every guest that comes on the podcast. So I love it. Get ready. Okay. I'm, I'm ready. (laughs) The first one's kind of hard just because it's like, it's it's kind of hard. Just ready. What's one thing that you wish you knew as a 20-something? I wish... Wow, that is kind of hard. That's good. That's a good question. What's one thing I <laughs> like wish I knew? So, I mean, there's like a million things that pop to the <laughs> right. surface right away. But right. Um, I wish I knew when I was 20 that, that God really is present in suffering. Hmm. And that that he's not, not just present, but that he does make beautiful things out of hard things. And that he makes, I mean, in the words of scripture, that he makes, um, he gives, you know, beauty for ashes. Mm-hmm. I wish I really knew that. Cause I didn't know that I loved God, but I didn't trust him. So I wish I had known that. I think that it would have made me, uh, I, w- I would have had a lot more joy in my life in my early twenties. If I had really known that. Yeah, that's so true. It, like you said, there could be a million things I know, <laughs> to, right? to share here, but I think that is so important because uh, suffering is guaranteed in our lifetime because we live in a broken world. Um, and it can be easy for the enemy to come and steal yeah. our joy in those areas and and turn us away from the Lord, thinking that, that he caused it or that he's not good in the midst of it. So remembering that he's there and it doesn't mean that we have to be happy all the time, but just like knowing that our joy is found in the Lord. Yeah. Um, So that's good. Okay. Then next, what, uh, what are you reading or listening to watching all the things? I'm reading right now, The Gift of Being Yourself by David Brenner. It's really good. Um, And uh, what am I watching? Well, honestly, for the, uh, we're about to go through the fourth 
we're watching Parenthood for the fourth time now. It's it's embarrassing. <laughs> but every time, you know, the first time we watched it, Will and I watched it, it was like, you know, all new and we I cried at the end and everything. <laughs> then the next time we, you know, we were catching nuances, then we noticed we could talk about whether the actor did the right thing at the right point. You know, kind of become a, a little <laughs> director of sorts. So I don't know how it's going to be going through the fourth time, but we're watching Parenthood again and I would gladly take suggestions um, at this point what I need to watch instead because we're obnoxious I now I think you should just keep watching it over and keep over watching again. it just it keep watching it oh but you know, I know. One, one that I find similar oh tell really, one that I well obviously this is us I feel is very similar oh well yeah yeah I mean of totally course. it seems yeah. a little de- not darker in a like sad hard way, or maybe in a sad hard way. Yeah, yeah actually. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. just like the family life, and then also Friday Night Lights. I also feel is that okay. Same you know, kind I of need vibe. to. Okay, good. We're gonna do that. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm writing. I'm writing a sticky note. Friday right now. Night. Like, Friday lights. Night Lights. We I just never. We skipped it. it. Yeah, we skipped it. So we'll oh, do man, that. It's so good. It's so good. Okay. I would. To- that's another one that I would watch over and over again for sure. All right, done, done and done. Let me know what you think. I will. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and then lastly, what is refreshing you these days? This is just anything that's giving you life. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, (laughs) no, that doesn't even come close. Well, obviously, Emily and Kenton living here has just been giving me a ton of life. I really do get on joy overload. My kids tease me and say, I just start spinning out. I can get so high on (laughs) just my kids. Um, But also, I am just, let me just pause and say the weather this July has been exceptional. Um, This summer has just, we have flowers everywhere. And I just love being outside. I love creek walking and tending to my geraniums and we have hummingbirds all over the property sipping salvia and it is just it nature really fuels me um Mm -hmm. and i'm amazed at what god does with the sky so that's really what jazzes me Mm -hmm. i'm with you anything anything where it can be outside even though in dallas it is super hot but not as bad as it was last year for sure i think this has been a better summer it than, has. Than the last couple summers. Yeah, it has. I can be thankful. Today, it's like super nice for some reason, but it has been in like, you know, 98. I know. It, <laughs> we had quote unquote um, a cold front come in. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 70 here. Yeah, like right now it says it's 83. I need to get I outside. Know. It was the cold front, Emma. Oh my gosh, I had no idea we had a <laughs> lizard come through last night. <laughs> yeah, we got it. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Susie. I loved having you. Um, I loved being able to just um, talk about your vision for younger girls, which is mine too, even though I'm in that stage. 
So, <laughs> well, I Thank love you. that. And I love that you um, obviously have a lot going on. I mean, I could have, there were several times I was like, oh, I want to ask her a question. I want to ask her a question. <laughs> but you, you um, I, well, I mean, I kind of wanted to turn it on you like, okay, now you answer that question because you would ask <laughs> right. me such good questions. But um, yeah, I love that you just, I mean, obviously you have a lot going on. You're teaching, right? Again this year? Mm-hmm. Yep, third year third year and that can be really exhausting, right? Yes. Oh, very much so. But right now I'm living my best life because it's, it's summer. summer. <laughs> <laughs> so I've literally been like sleeping in, staying up till, you know, 1230 reading books. Like oh, laying by the Okay. Pool. So w- just quickly, what are you reading? <laughs> okay. I've actually been reading a lot of fiction this summer because- okay. I, I usually read, um, you know, some sort of like uh, Christian author, you know, just whatever's good right now. But um, I read Where the Crawdads Sing. Have you heard of okay. that Okay, yeah. It was incredible. I finished it in like three or four days. Oh, wow. Um, okay, noted. I'm going to have to get that. I just read, um, hang on, what is it called? Um, Before We Knew You. Both books are similar in the fact that they go off of two storylines. So as you read the book, it's like a blast from the past and then present. And it goes back and forth each chapter. So you read and it like leaves you on a cliffhanger, but then it changes to the next part of the story. And then you finish that chapter and cliffhanger and you have to wait, you know, two more chapters to find out about that story and so it's like it's super interesting and I love how they write that way um and it just like left me wanting more and more every time it was so good so those are two that I've been I'm gonna check them out but also as far as just like I've been reading a book called um kids deserve it and that's more of an educational book mm-hmm. uh and then also uh kelly needham is coming out with a book called friendish um yeah i have yeah. that i just had her on my podcast um so she'll be coming up but um that's something that hits hits home for me and so and i actually wrote into kelly whenever i was in college like sos like this is something oh. i'm going through and like i need you oh, and wow. i think wow. she even used like a quote from one of my emails in her book so i'm kind of like oh, waiting for God. it i'm like where is it going to be <laughs> <laughs> where's my little you know claim to fame that's right <laughs> so well, yeah that's I'm, exciting well i'll have to look for your if she does she use your name cuz i I think so. I think she okay. changed my name. She changed it. Yeah. I hope yeah. you like your new name. <laughs> your book name. Right? Your pseudo name. Yeah. Well, that's so uh, fun. Yeah, clearly I I'm reading it. a lot because I have a lot of time on my hands. But yeah, that's come, wonderful. Come August 7th, my life will start being over again. <laughs> yeah, you'll be you'll be doing your deal with the yes. the little with the with yes. the little People that you love, that I'm sure you love. They're third graders, uh, right? Yes, third year in third grade. I'm I'm really getting excited. I have like a pile of things starting in my apartment where like I've just been getting excited and shopping. You know. (laughs) Well, they're you know what they're blessed kids to be able to have you. Oh, thanks, Susie. 
Ladies, thank you so much for listening in today. And I pray that you were able to find women in your life that could pour into you and you pour into them. I think this is so important as we grow in our walk with the Lord that we find people to do life with that can speak life and truth into you. I have had such amazing women in my life that have really paraded around me so I can look more like Jesus. I encourage you to check out Susie's book, Dear Daughters, which is based off of her podcast, also called Dear Daughters. I love my copy of Dear Daughters. It is such a pretty book, and I think that you guys will love it. Thanks again for listening in today, and I'd love if you would share this episode with a friend. Also, just to remind somebody around you that you love that has mentored you, how much you appreciate them, and how much you love them. And if that's something you're looking for, then I encourage you to pray. That's something that God, I'm sure, would love to honor in your life if you uh, are praying and seeking out somebody to mentor you. Lastly... I have just launched merchandise. So if you go to my podcast website, www.waterwithlemonpodcast.com, I'm selling sweatshirts and stickers. So the stickers have uh, the logo on it, and then the sweatshirts are amazing comfort colors, obviously, and have stay fresh on the front. So go ahead and go check it out right now. If you use the code WWL10, you can get 10% off through the rest of October. That's WWL10 as the promo code to get 10% off your order. Go check it out now. It's starting to get all fall-like. See you for next week's episode, friends. Stay fresh, my people.